A couple of tips around systemization is you know, think with the end in mind so that it just works like clockwork. Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is a series of thoughts to help you with the development of your own business and to make that step change that is often needed. We all know that if we want something different, then it's often a step change that is needed. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing some thoughts around how a plan helps you execute your vision, including the key considerations of such a plan. Now, I work with my clients to formulate a business model and a plan in line with their vision a vision that they see for themselves and their business and that they desire in return for their investment in terms of their financial investment and for all of their hard work. A tool that I often use is a one-page plan that converts their vision to their activity. And as an overview, let me explain what that plan looks like. It starts with their vision, mission, goal and objective at the top. You know, what is it that they're aiming for? What's their, what are they striving for for their business? What's their why? As I say, what's their vision and mission? The second layer is then the targets. What's the targets that they need to achieve to ensure that they achieve that vision, mission, goal and objective? So, for example, you may take five areas. If I was to say as a a case study, someone that wanted to double size of their business, then five targets they looked at were things like doubling the size of their client base, um, increasing their team, changing their premises, systemizing their business. So what were their targets around those? The third layer of the one-page plan and the key area is then around your high-power activities, those things that you need to do in your business without distraction. And this enables you to think about, okay, I've got a three, five, ten-year vision for my business. I know some of the objectives and targets I need to achieve to to deliver that, but what do I need to do short-term in the, the next year, for example? What are the activities that I need to deliver? That If I deliver those activities, they keep me on the trajectory towards that three, five, ten-year goal. And once you've established what those high power activities are, you can break those down into having a 90-day plan. What am I going to focus on for the next 90 days? What are my priorities? And then even strip that right down to your next 30 days. In the next month, what am I going to be focusing on in terms of high power activities and not be distracted um, or interrupted away from those activities? And the analogy I quite often use is a domino rally because when you knock over that first domino in a domino rally, You just want the rest to flow and flow really easily for you and enjoy the journey. When you watch them one by one flow into each other, it feels awesome, doesn't it? But you already know what should happen. But you watch with energy, you watch with excitement of the big picture unfolding step by step. If they didn't fall, or they didn't all fall as you wanted them to, is it because you didn't place a domino correctly and therefore the flow stops? So like in business, that interruption of that momentum is often frustrating in the view of the hard work that you've put in or it's an acknowledgement that there's been perhaps some lack of attention to the detail whilst you were setting up the domino rally. Now, the key common considerations for such a plan would be things like your people, especially things like your first hire. And of course, a phrase I use quite often, ensuring that you have the right people in the right place. And this helps us to question our recruitment or to outsource and build on the people that we're using. I talk about teams being internal and external. So those people that we're employing on our POYE, as well as those people we have close to us outside of the business, but are still part of the bigger team, part of our stakeholder management that we need to ensure that they're engaged with our vision, mission, goals and objectives. 
And that enables whether people are internally or externally to manage their performance and making sure that their performance is managed in line with your objectives. And also from a people perspective, it enables us to consider our leadership of our people. A second key com common consideration is the location and premises for our business. And this is um, ever changing right now, post pandemic, whereby, you know, many businesses office was the, the way to go. Um, it's really interesting reading somebody else's social media recently, whereby um, a business had said that they no longer needed team building activities because they were moving back into the office, um, which that one made me smile. But we can see different dynamics with different businesses, you know, remote working, hybrid working, um, actually moving back into the office. But what, what is the right location? What's the right way of working for your business? And, you know, if you are going to be working in, from premises, where is the right place to be? Not just the right place for you as the owner, obviously that's your luxury, but also the right location for your team, but also in terms of where the resource is likely to be to make your hiring easier. Another area to think about in key considerations for your plan is your systems and processes. What are the systems and processes in your business that you need to build in to have a systemized business? And the seven key areas of systemization is to think about leadership and management, finance, marketing, lead generation, lead conversion, and customer fulfillment. And which of those areas are priorities for you to build first and then build out from, from there? And yeah, a couple of tips around systemization is you know, think with the end in mind and build your system in that way. So think about what your outcome needs to be. Think about then creating the most efficient system for you, and that will then lead to what inputs you need, whether that's inputs from your customers in terms of the information they give you or inputs in other ways to feed into that system so that it just works like clockwork. Another area in terms of systemization and prioritization is then just to think about what is it that you can um, easily delegate or outsource or maybe automate. Do those things first and then think about what else needs to just work the way that you do things around here, if you like. One of the uh, next areas to think about is your new business generation and thinking about how you're pulling people towards you with interest and can you communicate with clarity your value proposition? Do you know your customer segments? Are you aware of the best channels to use to market your business? And have you got proven tactics that with your measurement, you know the return on investment that you're going to get by making a pound investment in a certain marketing tactic activity? We talked about stakeholders earlier. Another consideration is your supply chain, making sure that you're um, not overly reliant on just one supplier, but you do have a reliance and they are aware that they need to make a contribution to de the delivery of your business promises. And coming to the promise, it's about that execution of the promise. What is your operational excellence that delivers that execution? Yes, you can have the best marketing in the world, you can have the best salespeople making the promises to your customer, but if you can't execute in the same way, they're going to be short-term customers. They're not. You're not going to build loyalty or advocacy with those customers that are going to refer you to other people or recommend you to other people. And an important thing to think about for yourself as a business owner as you look to scale your business is your role in that business. What is it that you and only you should be doing? Where do you add most value for your business? What is it that you enjoy doing? Because um, that's your right as a business owner to do those things. But importantly, it's this value. Where do you add most value? Is it 
the fr- you know the, fr- the front of the business in terms of you know bringing business in or are you more a technician and are building a good team of technicians around you that deliver that promise so to consider summarize and see how these different elements combine for your business i recommend using a business model canvas this is a tool that i often use with my clients and there's really two sides of the business model canvas the right hand side is really about your customers and your marketing and the left hand side is about your key resources your um, key activities in the business and your key partners that helps you deliver the promise and it's all underpinned by the central element which is your value proposition going back to the right hand side you're saying okay well We've got our value proposition. We're going to take that out to market through selected channels to our target customer segments. And once we're selling to those customers, we're building relationships with those customers um, by obtaining feedback from them, building on their relationship, building this loyalty, understanding the customer journey, um, making sure that your sales process is mapping that sales journey at all times. So you're continually building relationships, getting feedback, and then coming back and tweaking in full circle, tweaking your value proposition. And underpinned on the right hand side is your income your revenue channels and again if you get all the elements right on the right hand side that will start to sort of like draw up your revenue channels what underpins the left hand side all those key activities key partners key resources within your business is your costs and again if you keep all those elements lean on your left hand side that will then start to shape your um, costs of your business and if we then compare the right-hand side to the left-hand side, income less the cost gives us our profit, and I guess that's the return on investment for your value proposition. So remember, as I say, what's your three, five, 10-year vision? Can you build that into a one-page plan to understand how your goal builds down to being your key activities? thinking about what you need to do in the next year, what's your business going to look like in one year's time so that you can keep yourself on that trajectory. Once you have established these areas, then consider your 90-day plan and what are your 30-day high-path activities. As always, I hope you found this podcast be thought-provoking and useful in helping you to consider a plan that helps you to execute your vision. Thank you for listening to this Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. And please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite app. And the next time I release an episode, you'll be one of the first to know.